Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series sponsored by Diligent on third-party management, a risk-based approach. Over this series, we will take a look at risk mitigation, questionnaires and due diligence, implementation and maintenance, reporting, and FCPA use cases. Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor, Diligent. This podcast series is presented by Diligent. Diligent empowers leaders with a holistic view of their organization's governance, risk, compliance, audit, and ESG practices so they can make better decisions faster, no matter the challenge. Ready for purpose-driven compliance? Diligence equips leaders with the tools they need to build, monitor, and maintain a culture of open, transparent ethics and compliance. We elevate partner transparency with our risk-based approach to monitoring third-party business relationships. We can provide access to the tools, services, support, and community you need to keep a step ahead of an ever-evolving regulatory landscape. For more information and to book a demo, visit diligent.com backslash third-party risk. In part one of this series, I visit with Michael Parker on risk mitigation. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to our inaugural episode in our five-part series sponsored by Diligent. I am thrilled today to have with me Michael Parker. Michael is Director, Advisory and Consulting Services. Michael, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Happy to be here, Tom. Thanks for the invitation. Mike, could you tell us a little bit, or Michael, could you tell us your professional background and your current role? Absolutely. So I've been in the compliance industry roughly six years at this point, and I have a background in government services, working with the Department of Homeland Security, and then I went back into tech at Apple Computer, entered consulting services, and in my role here at Diligent, I have led a number of different teams from support to client success to implementations. So as a result of that, I've worked with over 300, maybe 350 clients in the ABAC space, so compliance, ethics, and legal as well. So with that introduction or with those items combined with having worked with consultants such as Christy Grant Hart and Michael Volkoff, the knowledge has increased over the year. And as we all know, things are consistently changing. So keeping up with those. But that's my experience, Tom. So, Michael, um, the board of directors has a role in compliance and it's oftentimes seen as an oversight role. And that's absolutely correct from the legal perspective. But occasionally they'll want to go into the weeds. And one of the areas they want to go into the weeds the most is third-party risk management. And that's because that's still perceived to be the highest risk in compliance programs. So I wanted to maybe start with a question to you about how or why, I guess how, would a compliance professional approach a board of directors around the issue of a third-party risk management platform and program, and what are some of the things that you would counsel them to talk to the board about? Absolutely. So first off, I want to point out that without buy-in from your executive leadership and your board, you're not going to be successful in implementing a program of this nature. But there are several compelling reasons in order to put a program of this in place. Number one, your job is to protect the assets. As a compliance professional, that is your job, protect the assets of the business. How do we go about this? Well, putting a platform in place that is robust lends itself to a number of different 
benefits. One, we gain efficiencies, right? So you've got people doing things over email spreadsheets, attaching documents into some sort of repository, and there's not a full level single source of truth. Everything's all over the place. Then in certain circumstances, you might have multiple approvers that things need to go through. And so what we wanna to do, Tom, is we wanna implement a risk-based approach into a single source of truth that allows us to implement an effective diligence program. And what does that mean? Well, there are two primary elements to a diligence, an effective diligence program when we're looking at protecting our assets. Number one, we need to increase our defensibility. Number two, we need to increase our auditability. So enhance our defensibility and increase our auditability. If somebody comes knocking, we can show and illustrate that we have done our due diligence to mitigate any sort of risk of doing business with this third party. As we know, third party vendors, third parties all together, regardless of what they're in with large enterprise companies, they're critical to not only our supply chain, but just doing business with a number of different types of third parties, be they distributors, resellers, custom brokers, manufacturers, agents, sales agents, things of that nature, right? So we need a platform that can, A, screen. What are we screening for? Well, in this space, the focus is primarily anti-bribery and anti-corruption, but as we know, regulations are constantly changing and we have a need to keep up with the regulations across various government entities and organizations throughout the world. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment, but you need to screen them. What are we screening against? We're screening for anti-bribery, anti-corruption, but we've also got tools that allow us to screen for other considerations like the recently um, introduced German Supply Chain Act that focuses on human trafficking and human slavery. So that's new to the ABAC space in the sense of we need to be able to screen those in a single source of truth. So we're looking at those things. We're looking at politically exposed persons, state-owned entities, um, watch lists, embargoes. You think about the recent situation with Russia and Ukraine, so the war in Ukraine. That changed so much in almost everything in that region that compliance professionals need to look for. So how do we do this? Well, here's the thing, Tom, you've got a single source of truth and you've got a platform in place that allows you to do the screening. That screening tool is consistently updated. So whereby in the past we focused more on anti-bribery and anti-corruption, now we've got tools in place within our platform that allow us to screen against not just FCPA focused items, the French Sapondu, the United Kingdom Bribery Act, but also we can screen against these types of things, the German sources, as it were, to help us look at all of those elements as well as the human supply chain or the, the, the German uh, Supply Chain Act related to human trafficking and related to human slavery. Now, why does a board want this? Well, in addition to all that, you might need to send forms out questionnaires. And then we need to put a risk-based approach in place that tells us who are they, where are they doing business on our behalf? Are they gonna be interacting with the government on our behalf? So all of those elements come together into our risk-based approach and we start to form what's called a dossier of information, as I call it. We've got our screening results. We've got potentially a due diligence questionnaire. Perhaps we've taken an extra level of diligence whereby we have put an investigation in place and we take all of these tools to evaluate the 
the dossier of information and to be able to lead us to a decision that shows that we have done our diligence and we've approved or denied doing business with this third party. Michael, let me pick up on one of the points you raised because you started off, I think, correctly noting uh, that we were largely or perhaps primarily focused on anti-corruption compliance to comply with laws such as the FCPA, but then you expanded out uh, other types of third parties. And you mentioned the German Supply Chain Act, you mentioned the UK Modern Slavery Act, and here in the United States, we have the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act. You mentioned the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I think we're on uh, round 11 of sanctions were announced just this past week. Uh, and the most robust sanctions yet. So we're in an ever-changing environment. But uh, so my question is, it's not simply third parties on the sales side around corruption. It's third parties, period. And if you don't know who you're doing business with, you could be maybe potentially in a big world of hurt. Could you maybe expand on that a little bit? I can indeed. And another point, just real quick while I'm thinking about it, that I wanted to mention when we come back to this, if you like, Tom, but the board needs visibility. And so one of the things that a platform does, in addition to everything that I just told you, is provide visual analytics in order to look at what our dispersion of population is, the high risk, et cetera. So to expand back to ask that last part of that question again, I'm sorry, Tom. So with the, um, Anti-corruption, when you focus on third parties, you typically Uh, focus on the sales side. Right. But what I heard you say is, Tom, it's not third parties on the sales side. It's third parties, period. That's correct. Because uh, you can be caught using underage labor. You can be caught using slave labor. You can be caught uh, having a a cyber attack through a vendor. Those are all third parties. And so I was wondering if you'd give a few words around, it's not third parties on the sales side. Sure. It's third parties, period. And how the diligent platform really uh, helps with that overall third-party holistic approach. Well, again, back to that earlier point, we need to know what are they going to be doing for us. And then we'll classify them accordingly and put a definition around that. And candidly, we'll score them into that risk-based approach, right? So as far as whom it extends to, you need to know not only what your supply chain distribution is doing, but you need to understand the risk of the compliance piece. So let's consider this. Let's talk about a freight forwarder. Simple, not somebody we might think of, but you've got goods coming from overseas. So there's your shipping company. Then they've got to get into the country. There are your customs brokers. Then we've got to freight forward. And from there, we've got a distributor, goes to the distributor, then it goes to the reseller. You've got risk all the way around that circle on each of those third parties, because even though you've got subcontractors to the third parties, so fourth party diligence is starting to come up, you need to know who you're doing business with regardless of what they're doing for you. If they are doing something for you, you have an obligation to mitigate the risk accordingly. I love the way you phrase that. If they are doing something for you, there's a risk. Yes. Uh, now, it may be a high risk. It may be a low risk, but there's a risk. And you can't manage that risk until you've assessed it. Agreed. Uh, you've also touched on a, another part that is, frankly, near and dear to my heart. And that's, you said the audit, auditability or audit trail. I'm going to rephrase that to 
the thing I say every speech I ever give, which is the three most important parts of a compliance program are the following document, document, document. And the reason the documentation is critical is that if a regulator comes knocking, if it's not documented in a regulator's mind, it never existed. But we're talking about boards here. We're talking about internally. And so from the internal perspective, number one, yes, a board has oversight and responsibility, not tactical or even strategic responsibility, but they may want to test. And so the auditability of your own program is critical. But the second part before, we, once again, till we get to the regulators is, if you don't have it in an audible format, you'll never know what you have. So I was wondering if you might talk about how the information inputted into the system, such as you guys have, really helps look at things from a much more holistic perspective. Sure. So let's just talk about an audit log, right? Records every activity in the system, but it also helps us in a third party record, see what the activity has been done, right? And so we're looking at not only the mechanical and tactical actions, we're going back to that dossier of information that I was referring to. And how did we adjudicate the hits, so think red flags, that came up from our screening? If we received unexpected answers in our due diligence questionnaire, how are we adjudicating and mitigating those? And then going back to the hits, we might do a, need to do additional remediation. So there's your notes, right? Take your notes. You've got your attachments with your documents, all of those sorts of things. What actions did you take and what did you review so that if you have an allegation and the Department of Justice comes knocking, you can show them that you performed your diligence to mitigate that risk and hopefully reduce or eliminate any sort of fine that might be imposed. We've also talked about a fair number of different laws in this podcast, and I won't go through the laundry list again, but I want to use that to really emphasize something you said, which is the ever-changing nature of rules, regulations, and laws. And it could be a new law, which is a lengthy process, but it could be a change in regulation, like the 11th round of sanctions. Why is it so critical to have a mechanism to keep up with the ever-changing rules, regulations, and laws. Mitigating risk. I keep going back to that mitigating risk. But consider this. If you're not keeping up, then there is a potential for somebody to come knocking, right? So regarding the various rules and regulations that are consistently changing and that being updated regularly, so is our platform. We are keeping up with the sanctions, the watch list, the embargo, et cetera. We're keeping up on a regular basis within the platform, right? Uh, Third-party risk manager compliance is the one I'm speaking to directly. So as we have this ever-changing world and the compliance professionals are obligated to ensure that they're keeping up, part of that's done outside. That's your research and your homework and keeping up with the industry. But then when we talk about screening, going back to that, have we kept up with the regulatory changes? Yes. And pardon the following statement, but here's how those things happen. Companies don't do bad things. People do. And as people do, the regulatory landscape changes and it can change quickly. Yeah, it takes a long time to get through, but once it's implemented, it's like that. And it needs to be updated accordingly so that we can flag any potential risk through the screening and adjudication. 
Michael, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. I hope our listeners will join us in our next episode where I visit with your colleague, Stephanie Font, and we're going to take a deep dive into questionnaires and due diligence. But before I leave, I was wondering if our listeners wanted any more information on uh, any of the topics we've touched on today, what would be the best place for them to go? Just go to our website, www.diligent.com, or www, I should say. There is a host of information available on there. There's a bit to navigate. You'll see all of the products that Diligent offers in addition to those that help with anti-bribery and anti-corruption compliance. So navigate to that website, poke around, see what's available, and there's lots of resources available to you around this particular topic. Michael, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I hope we can continue this conversation. Thank you so much for your time, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the special five-part podcast series sponsored by Diligent. I hope you'll join us tomorrow where we take up questionnaire and due diligence. We've linked to Diligent in the show notes for more information. This special five-part podcast series on third-party management, a risk-based approach, is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.